In today's podcast, I'm going to look at the song The Two Magicians, a song of would-be seduction and shape-changing, a song that can be included amongst the ballads that had already been lost to general singing before the resurgence of song collecting in the late 19th and early 20th century. Along the way, I look at the tunes associated with the song and also look at the background and the printing history. The smith stood in the smithy door, and she came by the door. She could hardly stand for pride, the smithy then he cried. Bide, lassie, bide, I bade abide. Be a brookie smith's wife, and that'll lay your pride. She became a ship, a ship, sailed upon the sea. And he became a mariner, and aboard of her went he. Bide, lassie, bide, I bade abide. Be a brookie smith's wife, and that'll lay your pride. That tune was noted from Miss Belle Duncan in ancient Scotland, and was collected by James Madison Carpenter, an American collector who toured Britain in the early 1920s. The ballad tells of the attempts at seduction of a lady by a blacksmith. Both parties used sorcery in the form of transformation magic in the effort to avoid amorous attentions on the lady's part, and to gain the lady's maidenhead on the blacksmith's part. Up to the 20th century, only one text was collected, and that was by David Buchan, and printed in Ancient Ballads and Songs of Northern Scotland in 1828, and later reprinted in Professor Charles' collection, The English and Scottish Popular Ballads. In the early 20th century, a fragment of the song was sent to Gavin Gregg from Bell Robertson, one of his main informants but this was not available to the general public until the printing in 1983 of the Greg Duncan Folk Song Collection, Volume 2. The song collector, Cecil Sharp, obtained a later English version of the song from Mr Sparks, who was a blacksmith who lived in Minehead. This was in August 1904. This was printed under the title The Coal Blacksmith. Oh, she looked out of the window as white as any milk. But he looked into the window as black as any silk. Hello, 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 you cold blacksmith. You've done to me no harm. You never shall love me, maidenhead, that I have kept so long. I'd rather die a maid. Yes, but then she said, and be buried in me grave. Then I'd have such a nasty, husky, dusky, musty, fusty, cold blacksmith. A maiden I shall die. Then she became a hare, a hare all on the plain, and he became a greyhound dog, and he fetched her back again. Hello, 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 you cold blacksmith. You've done to me no harm. You never shall love me, maiden, had the tie I've kept so long. I'd rather die a maid. Yes, but then she said, and be buried in me grave. Then I'd have such a nasty, husky, dusky, musty, fusty, cold blacksmith. A maiden I shall die. The song is clearly a later cousin of the Scottish song. The verse tune is reminiscent of the verse tune for Miss Bell Duncan's tune. The chorus, however, has been reworked possibly for the musical, or as a later street ballad. This can only be speculation, because there are very few printed samples of the song. In the 1920s, an American collector named James Madison Carpenter travelled through Britain collecting songs and collected two tunes by the song from Scottish sources. The tunes are quite similar to each other. They were not made generally available until very recently, when his collection has been sorted, catalogued, posted for the public 
on the EFDSS Full English website. She became a griddle, and he became a cake, and everything she did become the smith became a make. Bide, lassie, bide, aye, bide, bide, be a brookie smith's wife, and that'll lay your pride. She became a duck, a duck, and puddled in the peel. He became a drake, a drake, to give that duck a drill. Bide, lassie, bide, aye, bide, bide, be a brookie smith's wife, and that'll lay your pride. The words and chorus match the fragment collected by Gavin Gregg, but are clearly different in form than that collected by David Buchan. It seems likely that there was another tune linked to the early version of the song, and it's now lost. The sparse information we have gives little to determine its origin. It is clear from what we have that the song was known in Scotland and England, albeit in a different form. The one English version is clearly a later evolved song to those collected in Scotland. Whether the song had been popular and frequently sung before the song and ballad collectors began the work is hard to tell. There's not enough information to even make a guess. The storyline of the song tells of magical transformations in attempted seduction of the lady. It has parallel storylines in folk tales. Professor Child, in his introduction to the ballad, made a number of references of tales throughout Europe that had similar plot lines. However, I'm inclined to think the song's origin lies closer to home, in the Celtic mythology. There are a number of tales that include transformation within the Celtic mythos. My personal favourite is a tale from the Welsh Book of Taliesin. A young simple servant named Gwion is set the task to stir the cauldron in which the witch woman carried when is preparing a recipe to make one of her children highly intelligent to compensate for his ugliness. The cauldron bubbles up and some of the content lands on Guion's finger. He naturally sucks his finger to cool it down. He immediately becomes highly intelligent, enough to realise that Caridwen intends to kill him once the recipe is complete. To escape from her, he changes into a hare. She becomes a greyhound. He becomes a bird. She becomes a hawk and so on. Eventually, he turns into a grain of wheat. She becomes a hen and swallows him. The magic continues when she finds she's pregnant and carrying Guion's child. This child is named Taliesin. This tale was reworked by T.H. White for his Once and Future King tales of the young King Arthur. Bertrand Bronson, in his traditional tunes of the child ballad, prints the English tune together with some other tunes that relate to the song The Hares on the Mountain, which he feels are linked to the two magicians. Hairs on the Mountain is a desire will find the way type of song. Thus, if all the young men were hairs on the mountain, then young women would take up hunting. And the song runs through various hunting-themed creatures. It's very clear that the two songs do not link up at all. In the late 1950s, The Two Magicians was effectively unknown, apart from a reference in the child collection, and the version collected by Cecil Sharp and printed in Bronson's collection. A.L. Lloyd constructed a new version of the ballad, based on an anglicised text using the Buchan ballad. He added a tune, probably based on a traditional tune, and produced a singable ballad that incorporates all of the humour and tradition incorporated in the scarce originals. Whether you like what he did or deplore meddling with the tradition is a personal choice. He certainly produced a fine version of a ballad that would otherwise be just a footnote in ballad history. I will end this podcast with a performance of the A.L. Lloyd reworking of The Two Magicians, as sung by Caffrey, McGurk and Madge. 
Sits at her oaken door as straight as a willow wand, and by there came a lusty smith with his hammer in his hand. Well, may you stay, you lady fair, all in your robes of red, but come tomorrow at the same time. I'll have you in me bed. Oh, go away, you cold blacksmith. Would you do me this wrong? To think to have me maiden head, which I have kept so long. Well, I'd rather I was dead and gone than my body laid in the clay. Than a lusty, dusty, cold blacksmith the maiden head should have. So the lady she held up her hand, swore upon the bow. Be the blacksmith's love for all of a box of gold. The blacksmith he held up his hand, he swore upon the mass, saying, "I love you in me bed, young girl, for the half, the better less." Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. Our lusty smith will be your love, and thus pay your price. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be your love and thus play your pride. So the lady she became a dove and flew all in the air. And he became an outcock pigeon and they flew pair and pair. And the lady turned into a hare and ran across the plain. And he became a greyhound dog and he tracked her down again. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be in love and thus belay your pride. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be in love and thus belay your pride. So the lady she became a mare as dark as the night is black, and he became a golden saddle and he clung on to her back. And the lady turned into a fly, a fly all in the air, and he became a big black spider and he fetched her to his lair. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be your love and thus belay your pride. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be your love and thus belay your pride. So she became a hot riddle and he became a cake. And every move that poor girl made, the blacksmith was her mate. And she became a full-rest ship and sailed upon the sea. And he became a boat captain and aboard of her went he. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be your love and thus belay your pride. Bye, lady, bye. There's nowhere you can hide. For lusty Smith will be your love and thus belay your pride. So the lady ran into the bedroom, turned into a bed. 
And he became a green coverlet and he gained a maiden head. And what is more, he held her so, still he battered by. And she became the blacksmith's love for all of her mighty pride. Bide, lady, bide, there's nowhere you can hide. For lusty smith will be your love and thus belay your pride. Bide, lady, bide, there's nowhere you can hide. For lusty smith will be your love and thus belay your pride.